date to your potential, inspiring, educating, and empowering single members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our hosts are Peggy Matheson, betrayal trauma recovery expert, and Sharon Collier, certified life and relationship coach. Okay, did y'all make it through Valentine's? Woohoo! If you didn't hear our episode last time, we talked about the different types of love, and I think it was really instructive. It was really instructive for me. We got really good positive feedback Yeah, on it. people are loving it. So today we are going to specifically focus in on the self-love, which is in um, Greek, philoptia. Philoptia. I'm glad you tackled that one. <laughs> it's P-H-I-L-A-U-T-V-I-A, philoptia. Something like so that. anyway, and Sharon's going to take this away, but this is episode 36 and 36. welcome everybody. <laughs> Thanks. I had to say all that first. Here we go. Well, we're actually face to face together again and not over Zoom. So for the first time in probably welcome, two months. Welcome yeah. back. Peggy. Thank you. Thank you so much. So self-love and self-care. We're going to focus a lot on self-care today. There's a lot of different categories. Um, that we're going to talk about today, which will be really fun. Um, I think, have I got six? I think I've got six, six categories. Should we talk about them? Yeah. But before we do that, I really, this is one of my, I, I really think this is a really, really important point that self-love is a commandment. Yes. Love your neighbor as yourself. And you cannot really love another person if you don't love yourself. And there's a lot of people walking around who don't love themselves. So this has a huge impact on your relationships. Oh, seriously. I, I believe this, if I could, if I could um, distill down into one phrase, the thing that I think destroyed my marriage was that he did not love himself. Well, you can't give what you don't have. Right. And that's an important thing. And a lot of people are sabotaging their relationships by not having enough to give or not because their um, cups taking, empty. Yes, not taking care of themselves right. first. You got to take care of. You've got to fill your cup if you're going to be in a relationship. If you're going to be with pouring someone. it yeah. into some something else yeah. for sure. So yes, it is a commandment: love thy neighbor as thyself. Very important. All right. We're going to talk about six different subjects. Um, let's start with um, let's start with emotional self care. Yeah. Emotional self care, very very important. Um, this is has a lot to do with emotional intelligence. Intelligence, yes. You know, Being aware of yourself and your needs, your stress management, your emotional maturity. Um, forgiveness, compassion, self-compassion. How important is self-compassion? Super important. Like not beating Essential. yourself up for no, normal emotions. You know, I, I am in this extremely large widow group on Facebook, and I'm often very surprised at the people who beat themselves up for grieving. Like, I should be past this at this point. I don't know why I'm still crying. And I'm thinking, why are you beating yourself up for having a normal emotion? Grief is a human emotion. We're all born with the ability to grieve unless you're like a psychopath. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, unless you're born a little different than the rest of us. But this is normal emotion. So self-compassion is crucial to all the emotions we feel as human beings because we need to you know, give ourselves a break. Yes. And I often um, talk to my clients about this. What would you do if this was your child? 
How would yes. you talk to them? What encouragement would you give? Mm-hmm. You know, think about you have to parent yourself through some of this. Or your best friend. What would you do? Oh, don't be yeah. so hard on yourself. Yeah. You would yeah. tell your best friend, you are being way too hard on yourself. This, this is, is something you're just going to go this, through. And and this takes some skill. If you're not uh-huh. used to it, it takes some skill. But it is critical, absolutely critical to your well-being and to the well-being of your, of your family and relationships. Yes, Yes. Um, and another one, it's it's going to go in several different categories. But boundaries. Setting boundaries is Absolutely. really crucial to your emotional self-care. Yes. And that is boundaries within yourself as yes. well as socially with other people. Yes. This is also a big topic that a lot of people struggle with, <laughs> but it is vital, vital, vital that you set boundaries. And I want to... I want to point out, so in Come Follow Me last week was the Sermon on the Mount. And the very first verse is Jesus leaves the multitudes and goes into a mountain. Yes. Why do you think he did that? He had to rest. He had to like just get away. I'm guessing there's multiple reasons, but yeah. The the self-care part of, I mean, like, yes. I mean, the whole time when he was fasting and getting himself prepared, he takes time for himself and he yes. sets boundaries socially yes. with with other with others so that he was able, well, he's the son of God, so there's right. a lot more capacity <laughs> right. there than we all have, but um, but he did set boundaries. Well, oh, definitely. And with himself and with others. Yes, but he's the ultimate example. So do you think it's a mistake that Heavenly Father was like, no, you go and rest. You go and get away from... You know, all this that you just put yourself through, all this emotional, you know, stuff, and you go rest. I think that's part of the plan. Heavenly Father's like, no, we need to rest and we need to get away and do the boundary thing. Yes, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, All right. Let's move on to mental, which is different than emotional, for sure. Mental is how we take care of ourselves mentally, like learning new things. Challenging ourselves, Challenge ourselves, intellectual stimulation, yes, even like with puzzles or, you know, yes, all our mental stimulation. We need our brain. We need to take care of our brain. We need to exercise our brain. Um, and, you know, knowing more things is just beneficial all, all around. <laughs> you know? And, and um, also you know, we've talked a lot about in the past and past episodes about the connection between our thoughts and our emotions. Yes, the mind so, and body So connection. the mind and the body and the emotions are, in, are felt in the body. So how you think is going to affect how you feel. So the, part of the mental is your thought your thoughts. Are you thinking negatively about yourself? Are you putting yourself down? Are you, I mean, that is not yes. self-care. Yes. That is... Well, yeah, practicing, you know, positive positive thinking would be part of your mental, you know, I mean, if you practice that enough, that just becomes your nature. You know, I don't think people realize that they'll point out a positive person. It's like, how are they so positive with everything they've been through? And it's like, they had to practice just like, you know, just like anything else. This is true, but don't mix that up with not looking at stuff they need to look at by just yes. being positive and ignoring things that need to be need to be addressed. Yes. So yeah, that's different than having a positive outlook and just lift. There's a way to lift yourself from that external place, from that thinking, yes. as well as taking care of the patterns and the beliefs and all of that that might be driving negative yes. behavior. So yeah. So men- mental is a part of self-care. Did you know when you 
are involved with music, anything musical, you use both sides of your brain. Yes. It's good. Ex- well, of course you did. Yes. It's good exercise. It is so, really good yes. exercise. Yeah. It's, it's the, it's the rational brain and the creative brain that connects with the music. Music's a great way to, for self-care. Music's oh, oh, great self-care. Yeah, that's like how I recenter myself, I think, you know. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Fun fact, Sharon just got a piano. I'm so excited. And fun fact, I just inherited one that I'm going to be getting soon yeah. from my sister. So. I kind of, I started wondering, I'm like, well, how did I used to recenter myself? And I'm like, there used to be a piano and we're in my, we're in my home in that corner over there in my um, TV room. There used to be a piano in the corner and the key started sticking. So I, I put it on KSL for $50 and had somebody pay me $50 to haul it off. And I hope they fixed it and are enjoying it, but I haven't had one for like a year and a half. And I'm like, I used to sit down and play on the piano. And that is just such and a great way to... that was your Valentine's gift to yourself, yes, wasn't it? Yes, I love it. For sure. I didn't even know she was doing that. She said, I got my piano and it's white. And I'm like, oh, no way. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, it definitely, it's exceeded expectations. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's so, so wonderful. That's great self-care. A yes. great example. Yes. It's great like, example. you know, I just purchased something to re- help recenter myself when I'm chaotic. When who, who isn't in this world right now, right? All right. The next one. Let's talk about spiritual self-care. I don't know if people see practicing spirituality as a type of self-care, but it is. Oh, absolutely. And just another note on the brain activity. Did you know when you practice spirituality, it helps your ADHD? It helps you focus? Well, because, well, in spirituality, part of what you're looking at is the mind-body connection and that spirit that's, you know, giving yourself space and time, that's breathing, opening into, I mean, the things like yoga, spending time alone, connection. Practicing religion. Practicing religion. Yeah, you're reading scriptures, prayer, Mm -hmm. different types of prayer. I know when I go in nature, that's like a prayer for me. Oh, it's so important. And it's so healing when you're in trauma or stress, being out in nature. And that's part of the spiritual aspects we're talking about. Um, you can do journaling also can help yes. with recentering yourself, connecting yes. with yourself, connecting spiritually. It's so, 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 so powerful. Journaling is so well, powerful. Plus our relationship with Heavenly Father is really important. If you haven't really established that, I think I established that very early on with the life that I was going to have. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, but some people just never kind of make that connection with Heavenly Father where he's real and he's there and he's there to bless us and help us. And, you know, I mean, so important, so important to our lives. Yeah. And you know, think about that. Are you just repeating the words, I'm a child of God, or do you really have a relationship? You know, it's interesting. I was listening to Elder Bednar speak. He had a Q and a recently, um, with the Ensign college, fabulous, fabulous talk. I mean, it just smacked me up top the head spiritually there was just it was about revelation and stuff but he talked about he doesn't really talk about relationship is more of a mortal way of saying things but we have this covenantal connection yes. to god it's this deep connection so connection is where it's at when we're talking about spirituality and connecting with yourself great self care connecting with god really Ask yourself, do I feel that connection? Yes. Am I seeking that? Am I, am I putting myself in a position to really feel the power of that covenantal connection with God? 
super important. It just really is. And there's something else here too is creating sacred space. Yes. Creating sacred space for yourself. That could look like any sort of thing. I know. I, I know. Um, when I came home last week and I had my bags were stuffed full from the flight of clothes from my sister. Yes. For those of you who don't know, I, she just passed just a couple of, like three weeks ago, actually. Um, and, and I just, I said to my friends and people in my, in my sphere, I said, nobody's coming into my place right now. I need to take care of what I need to take care of. I need to organize these clothes. I need to put her things where I want them. I need to, yeah, I needed yes. to have that space for me. That's my my whole apartment. But you might want to create like a corner where it's just for journaling. It's just for for those times away where you have maybe maybe you have some essential oils going, or maybe you have some music that you put on, or maybe it's where you do yoga, or maybe yes. you know those, yes. those are important things. So, yeah. All right. That was a good one. Sacred space. Thank you. All right. Let's move on to social, social self-care. That sounds funny, but social self-care, super, super important because we are social Social beings. beings. Connection is what we're hardwired for, which is with other people and ourselves. Yes. And God, but other people are a big part of that. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Um, So it's good to have good support systems. I love how um, Jason talked in his yes, and in in our interview, and I think that's episode thirty-four. If you want to go back and listen, how he had a it was grief, really good a grief team. Yes, he put together ah. a grief team after his wife died. You know, people that knew her and loved her as well, and they had they could call on each other, and they had a grief team. A, a good support system is is crucial because life isn't perfect, and we're going to go through things, no. and and we need people we trust and love, and who love us, and. And, you know, to be with us. So that is definitely um, part of our social self-care. Figuring out good communication. What's our communication style? Let's figure this out so we can, you know, have our needs met so we can express how we need our needs met. You know, good knowing yourself is a precursor to this, yes. right? Oh, you have to sure. know yourself. Yes. And maybe you, it's funny how, how many of us grow up and we get to be 30, 40, 50, 60 years old, and we don't really know ourselves. But yeah. this is an important thing is what our communication style is and what yes. we need and what we want. Yes, we have to be able to communicate our needs. I mean, that's why people are miserable in relationships is because they can't, you know, it's like our, my needs aren't being met and I don't know how to communicate that. So communication skills is huge as far as your social self-care. And people don't think about that. I can guarantee you people are going social self-care. Yes, social self-care. Um, dating is a social activity. Um, Getting together with friends. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Having a social circle and getting together with friends or family or whatever, having social activities is part of your social self-care because once again, we are social beings. We need to get out with other human beings. Even the most extreme of introverts have their way of having a social circle. It may be small and it may be, you know, their social circle isn't 12 people, it's two, you know, but yet it's still a social circle. And and it's like they're having their needs met, their social needs met by whatever circle they create. I think people are hard on introverts (laughs) because, you know, especially extroverts where we don't get it, you know, it's like, why would you not want to come to this party? Or, you know, why would you not want to be around a lot of people when they're like, you know what, I'm going fishing with my buddy and that's their social circle. So 
Yeah, yeah I think it's really thing. important as you're dating to really pay attention to that. Yes. I know for me, me, and I am an introvert, um, but I can be very extroverted. I mean, I get, I, I guess that's called an ambivert, where yes. you're both, mm-hmm. and a lot of yeah. people are both. And so there are times when I'm really fed by the social stuff, and then there are other times, like right now, I mean, I, I had invitations to two or three things this week, and I was like... I'm going to tell you how I feel when I'm, you right, know, exactly. I, I can't yep. commit to this right now until I get there because I'm taking care. I have some self-care that I need to take care of right now because of where I've been and what's going on in my life. So, yeah, Which, just, that would be a good example of social boundaries. Yes. Social Telling, boundaries you know, you know, yeah. and communication, yes. clear communication. Yes. Yeah. I will let you know if I can do that. But, mm-hmm. you know, right now I'm or like it's like me. if it's yes. a big group, probably not. If it's just a few people, mm-hmm. then I can handle that. Right. So, yeah, that that was, yeah, that's really important. And I think asking for help. Yes. That's, that's also expressing, that's taking care of yourself in a big way. And there's a lot of us that don't do that. Yeah, it's I hard. Mean, I mean, yeah. I had, I, my sister who had cancer, everybody knows, everybody loves her, everybody wants to help. And I finally said to her, I said, I think you're going to need to reach out to your relief society and say, specifically, this is what I need. And she's like, nobody. And I'm like, you got to tell them, even yes. though they're yes. hardwired, you know, they're yeah. wired to get set up to do that. You're going to have to give them specifics. And it, it worked much better when she did that. Well, most so, people really do want to help. Right. You need to realize that when you're reaching out for help is that most people want to help. Yes. And you, they need clarity on what yes. specifically. That is. So those correct. specifics yes. are important. All right. So should we move on to physical, physical yeah. self-care? Um do people think, yeah, people would say physical self-care is the way they exercise and the way they take care of their body. But I do people think that like sleep. Oh, sleep is important. Is Oh, oh I just knocked over your skeleton. I'm a skeleton down. <laughs> next, sitting next to me on the table, I kicked him. He's down. That's the one You're my boys call dad. <laughs> oh, no. Peggy <laughs> like, just, just trashed dad. Okay. So, um... So besides exercising, sleep. Sleep is super important. And people don't realize that getting enough sleep is part of your physical um, self-care. And the way we eat, what we put in our bodies. Some people trash their bodies with food. And I'm not pointing at myself, but I am. (laughs) Um, But healthy healthy eating is part of your physical self-care care most of our emotional stuff comes from our gut most people don't know that yeah oh the gut it's like the second brain it's it's got there's so much stuff going on yeah emotionally so yeah so if you want better emotional health start eating better (laughs) that's true yeah and but you know your body can't run on nothing Right. Your and body. be aware. Uh, self-awareness is so important and such a big part. Of, well, you got to start with self-awareness. It's like, I tell you, I came home last night, had a great time with my daughter and my grandsons and my son-in-law and had a good meal and everything. But when I got home, I just was munchy. And I'm like, what is this about? Because I know uh, that I'm, a, yes. I, I'm yes, a, a stress eater. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And so I just asked myself the question and I grabbed a few nuts and I'm like, okay. And I, it, it went past, but that was a right. little, yes. a little uh-huh. moment of self-care. Yes. So yes. Yes, for sure. For sure. Um, Yeah, once again, yoga, meditation, things like that would go into your physical self-care. And I love how you brought up Jesus and getting away from the crowd rest. Sometimes we just got to get away and rest. Maybe not necessarily sleep, but like you were saying, maybe I'm not going to go to that social event because 
you need to just turn off your brain for a minute and rest. Yeah. You know, just need some space. Yeah. You know, need some yep. space. So should we move on to the last one? Yeah. This, this is the yellow personality in me. <laughs> recreational who thinks of recreational self-care this is our fun have fun did you know that one of our basic human needs is the need for adventure really yes yes is is that is that like a scientific thing so we need i mean i know what it is intuitively yes we need certainty and stability and on the flip side we need uncertainty and adventure and exploring of course and of of course course, fun fun what would life be like if we were not having enough fun you know and people you know when i speak in um conferences and things i have i have my pie graph yeah and people will say well how much and it's like, you got to figure that out with trial and error. I figured out that I need two social events a week. That's a good balance for me. But you know what? If they're not fun, it doesn't work. So I need two fun activities a week. So sh- what do you do if you don't get that socially? Is there, what do you do for fun? If like your social events crash and burn or whatever. It's like, you got to go, I, you know, I mean... There's obviously other ways you can have fun. But what do um, you do, Sharon? What do I do for yeah, fun? Yeah, yeah. If, if your social events don't turn out to be fun, what do you do? Um, I usually recruit somebody to go have fun. But I have fun, like, sitting at the piano. Or sometimes I have fun sitting and doing crafts. Yes, 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 um, yes. This is what I, you know, this you know, is what so I was getting like, at. Like, like a creative outlet is, is fun. But because I'm an extrovert, most of my fun... That's the first thing I think of is social activities because I'm an extrovert and it's like, oh, let's go out and, you know, have fun. And so, no. So there are things that I, you know, that you can do by yourself that are fun. And that's a great example. Uh, That's a great example. And um, when we segue into this next part, they're going after we finish with recreational, that'll be part of my point is having options like that. Yes. Yes. So. Should we talk about, have we talked about this enough? Have we talked about the areas, the six areas? Recreational. We haven't really talked. Is there more to recreational than that? Just having fun, the need to have fun? Well, this can just transition right into what I wanted to share, which was, um, so my background is in betrayal trauma, and and it, self-care is not just a nice thing. Self-care is crucial, is, is life saving. Yes. And I'm not being exaggerating when I say it's life saving. It is essential. And there's um, in in the parameters, there's a lot of, there's a ton of overlap in what we've already talked about. But I wanted some people when they're in trauma, they don't even know who they are. They've lost who they are. And so I, so you might start with asking, who are you? If you're struggling with self-awareness, with self-care, you know, how do you like to show up in the world? What makes you happy? What makes you sad? I mean, those seem like very basic questions, but there are a lot of people that may not be able to answer that, especially if they've been in long-term trauma or, you know, um, complex 
trauma over a long period of time. Well, your brain stops, um, stops processing right. things correctly and you really do have to bring yourself back yeah. you know, from that. What are your, what are your um, needs and what are your wants? And this is a, I mean, I spend quite a bit of time with clients individually on what are your needs and what are your wants. Yes. And the thing that's critical is that wants are critical. Yes. to taking care of yourself. And we, we think so much that, well, I shouldn't want that, or I want that, but what I really need is, no, what you want is important. And so if you have dealt with trauma or if you have been in law over long periods of time in relationships that have been betrayal um, and you have abusive, yes. you know, abusive then, then, then I'm speaking to you. And that is that you need to start making a list of wants. And I'm talking about, oh, I just want to sit on the couch and look outside for 10 minutes. Right. That can be a want. I really want, like this morning, I wanted, I took the time before I came here. And, and this, isn't a, this isn't a trauma thing, but this is a grieving thing. Um, but, it, but it's an example of me taking the time to do something that I really wanted to do. That in my conscious mind, I might think, this is, a, you know, why would I do this? Right. But I put on one of, my sister's outfits and I thought about her and I took some time to cry and remembered when she was wearing that when I was with her and just brought some memories and I cried just a little bit and I just needed that time to go through some of her things and to touch yes. them and to have those yes. memories that was a want for me yes um, a want might be I love raspberries and I'm going to keep some in the fridge at least once a week and right. I'm going to grab raspberries when because they right. make me feel because it's what I want. I want right. to dance. I want to move. So happy. those are yes. super important. So if you are in a situation where you don't really know, right, you're like confusing on who you are, you're feeling lost or whatever, it could be from grief, it could be from long trauma or trauma recently, then get some support, get some help. But those, what you want and what you need are both, you know, the needs are food, water, sleep, yes. physical activity, connection, love, you know. Yes. So, but then there are so many wants on top of that. And I, I wanted to share some other, some other little things that could be part of self-care. And you can, like I said, make a list of these things, like um, remembering one of your accomplishments. Maybe that's a piece of self-care when you're maybe having some negative self-talk. Yes, yes. Maybe it's putting together a puzzle piece, um, reciting a prayer or, um, or a scripture, um, the obvious things might be, you know, getting a massage or, you know, lighting a candle, but maybe planting a garden, maybe taking a bubble bath or going shopping, um, maybe tidying up your workspace, you know, um, and, and one of the basic ones I talk about, and I think a lot of people do not, a lot of people dismiss this, do not dismiss this, breathe. Yes. There's so much of our life where we're under so much stress, or if there's trauma, if you get triggered, the one of the first things you need to do is get into your body and start breathing. Breathe, take some deep breaths, hold for a little bit. There's some, you know, you can look up breathing online. It's super, super important. So those are some things if you're dealing with some trauma in self-care, those are some things I wanted to talk about. Um, and then... Any other, anything else you wanted to share around well, that, When Sharon? you're in trauma, sometimes we get into the runaway train in our brain. Yeah. And it's oh, like yeah. you're on the one track and you can't go anywhere. And when I talk to people I coach, a lot of people will say, that's just when I go to sleep. It's like you can't focus 
one way or another. So everything you just described is a good way to change tracks. Yes. Yes. Switch you tracks. Know, yeah. You have to switch tracks to get yourself out of that mode of serious crying or serious sleeping or serious just avoiding the world because trauma does that to us. Yes. When we're triggered, our trauma will be a runaway train and we cannot get off that track. And so these are all great things to switch tracks. Yes. And have a toolkit of things that you can do and know that you need to do so that when you're in trauma and your frontal lobe is shut down, you can go to that toolkit and say, okay, what do I need? Yes. And parent yourself through it a yes. little bit, mm-hmm. but reach out and get help. If you are in a situation where this is resonating with you mm-hmm. or you're going, oh my gosh, that's me, reach out to Sharon or me and let's get you some help because it's serious stuff Yes, and, and, and we can help you. Right. And I just want to say that what you did this morning with your sister's clothes is a perfect example of self-care. This is how you are taking your care of yourself in your grief. This is a perfect example. And people just think, oh, that was a big deal or that was a lot of effort. And it's not. And it wasn't, was it? It no. was like, I just want to sit and remember my, I want to sit in my grief for a minute because that's my normal human emotion. It's accepting your human emotion. I'm going to put on some of her clothes. I'm going to remember and reflect. And that's perfect. Yeah. It's just perfect. Thank and, you. And, you know, it's just stuff that we just don't do for ourselves. Yeah. And you know what? I, I found myself, I could, I found myself going, well, I might be a little bit late, but I'm like, this is what I really want to do right now. Right. So I did take the time to do that. And and it wasn't late. And you were not you were not late <laughs> so, this morning. But yeah. Thank you for reflecting back because that's it's it's really important. That was, you know, that's having compassion on myself too. Yes. And and not denying, not dismissing my desires. Yeah, it's like I have something else to do. I'm not gonna sit and I'm not gonna have a grief moment. Right. But you need to have the grief moment. Yeah. You Those are to. important. Those moments are important. Definitely, especially the reflecting. All right. I wanted to talk to lastly about how do you master relational self-care? Because when you're actually in a relationship, you're in a, di- a different dynamic. Right. And maybe you are, um, maybe this could, this could be with family members, extended family. It could be with parents. It could be with kids. It could be with uh, uh, maybe you're in a committed dating relationship or something. Yes. And um, you realize that as you're listening to this podcast that, oh my gosh, I need to start doing some self-care. Yes. So I want to talk for a minute about that. The first step is the one you've just taken. If this, if I'm talking to you is that you've reflected, you've gone, I need this. I need to do this. Right. Um, and so reflect and say, do I, am I lacking sleep exercise? Do I need some fun? Um, what is it that I want? Is there something that's missing that I'm not getting? And then be honest with your partner, whoever you're dealing with, and, let, and say, hey, this is what I need. Speak clearly. And, and then let them know what they could do to help you with it. Yes. What, what could they do? Well, what I really need you to do is, mom, I need you to take the kids this morning so I can have some time, you know, yes. to time to myself. Or if it's a if it's a dating partner, let's see what could it be in a dating relationship? Could be um, I I really a, a appreciate that you want to go out every night this week, but what I need is for you to let, let me have yes, one night to myself. to myself. Yes, some time to myself. Think if you think of anything else as we're talking, Sharon, feel free to share uh, of, that. But of course. But the other thing is. If, if you are in a current relationship and you're waking up to the self-care you need to do and you're like, oh, that's going to like 
mess with the system because I'm always the yes. give, give, give. I'm yes. the one who's always um, pleasing everyone. I'm doing something. It's, that's a big, big issue, by the way. I think we've talked about this before. If you're a people pleaser, get some help because that's a big issue. Yes. And that can be a trauma response. The please and appease. Yes. You're yes. appeasing other people. That's a, That can be a, a, a signpost for you that you have some work you need to do. And I would really encourage you to pay attention. So this, yeah, it goes back to communication and boundaries. Yes, exactly. You know, it's like, I need to change this about myself. And it's like, you can ride along or you can go, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because that does, sometimes it does mess with the system. And it's like, you know what? I'm going to need a little more time to myself because I really feel like I need to work through this. Right. And people you know? may not be okay with you changing the system because they're going to have to change too. So when you, you might meet with resistance, that's the next you thing. You know, yeah. And what you need to do is prepare for that. And if you do meet with resistance, you need to just go ahead and do it anyway. Yeah. It's really important. Well, and if you're in a relationship, hopefully your your partner is going to be supportive of your self-care and your self-love and, and, and growth. But you know, they, it's part of your growth. And even if it does mess with the system, it's like, how can we work around this, right. you know, to make this happen? Because this is super important to me. And hopefully they're, if they're really, truly love you, they're going to be supportive and accommodating, right. you know, and if maybe you're not in a great relationship and they give you pushback, maybe that's time to reassess the relationship. Really good. That's a really good point. They may feel threatened. And so you might be able to work through this by really clear communication, but yes. also reciprocating and saying, you know what? But this is something I need to incorporate that I haven't been doing. How can I help you do this in yes. your life? And then use your feet and walk, walk that path with them and, and be willing to, to show them that you're willing to, to help them with self-care as well as if right. they're willing to help you with self-care. Right. I don't recommend pointing out their flaws and offering to help. No. But, <laughs> but if they, that does come up, if that does come up, that they're like, well, I really need to work on some stuff too. It's like, you be ultimate supportive. You've got to reflect what you want, you right. know, for sure. But yes. All right. I think we're about wrapping this up. Yes. Any last thoughts? I, you know, for me, I just go back to love your neighbor as yourself. That yes. is a big commandment. And don't give more love to somebody else than you give yourself. Absolutely. No, that's, that's also an unhealthy way. If you're feeling, if it, if it draw, if it takes from you and it feels depleting to you yes. to give to another person, there's, that's a, that's a stop sign right there. That's a, we better stop this. Something's wrong here. Yes. So, but it's that's off, a, that's a balance. Way. It's yes. off balance. Yes. So, reflect on that and and take care of yourself and i really believe as you come to love yourself more and really take care of yourself that you will draw others to you i know this happens yes. who will also yes. love and appreciate you that's part of what boundaries does yes. and if 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 you are in a relational type dy dynamic and you set some self care and it, it may go through some rough times but if it doesn't, if it, if the relationship doesn't have the flexibility for that, then that's a relationship that needs to go. Yes. yes. And that's part of the boundaries and part of loving yourself is saying and, and trusting that, that somebody else is going to be there. That's a better match for you. Yes. Because you're changing how you look at yourself, how you treat yourself. You're going to draw more people into your life who treat you the way you deserve to be treated. That is the truth. So that is the truth. There you go. All right. Thanks, everybody, once again. We will see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening. 
We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it inspired you on your dating journey. Please share this with anyone you think might benefit from what you've heard today and subscribe to our channel. Check out our website at datetoyourpotential.com and take our free quiz to see if you are dating to your potential. We want you to know you are not alone. We support you. We are in this with you. 